I read a funny comment somewhere <laughs> where they were like, she's wearing the same clothes as Sakura, except she grew and Sakura didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Miniado. Hey. And this is the FFBE podcast. So, a lot of updates this week with the release, uh, sorry, with the post-maintenance notes. I wasn't expecting quite as much as they actually put out. I didn't expect them to drop the next batch of seven stars. Yeah, there wasn't really any talk about it, it just kind of popped up in the notes. And then we got a new CG unit coming out, CG Citra. Which is nice. I like CG units. Yeah, the CG movies, the quality of them is pretty high. <clears throat> Always exactly. fun to watch, especially this one. You could say that for this particular unit, most people would roll just for the the CG movie. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people will be rolling just literally for that CG movie. If you have a chance to watch it, go give it a gander. Um, but what have you been up to this week before we get into it? I got Alexander two star. I, <clears throat> I had him at one star previously, but I didn't have enough light crists to get him maxed out because I was putting them all into my three star carbuncle. So I finally got him to two star at least. So that way he's not lagging behind too much and I can get his machine killer. Other than that, I beat the Hasiko trial. That one was kind of funny, actually. <clears throat> I spaced out because most of these trials have a five-man requirement. I thought this one did too, so I went went in with five and just. Oh yeah, my, I saw that. I made my own life hell for no reason. Yeah, for some reason you went in with five man only, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, it's totally <laughs> worked out apparently. Barely, I just, I got lucky that I had a friend Ace. His uh, mana regen is insane. And then he, he also helped out with a bit of damage, but it still, it took me 31 turns, which it should, it should not have taken. Oh, wow. It took you a long time. Well, yeah, I went one unit My short because I'm an idiot. Yeah. And then what did I do other than that? I don't think I did anything too exciting. Just farming stuff, really. Did you manage to farm out the select summon ticket? Oh, yeah. I, I've been hitting the, the heart of the king super hard. So I got the select summon ticket, I got all the other tickets, and I haven't been back in there since, but I've collected up a ton of empty flasks that I got to trade in, take them to the recycler, and pick up whatever's left in there. I'd cleaned out all the lim like event exclusive stuff, the tickets and the armors and the equipment. After that, I haven't been back in. I'm going to see if I can get some trust moogles, but pretty much yeah it's been a pretty easy event to get stuff just because they were nice and gave us those free bonus units from previous final fantasy 15 game uh banners yeah i don't know if they'll be doing that again i didn't see too many friend ignises i'm guessing most people didn't actually roll on the banner yeah probably not i think they're gonna notice that not many people pulled hard for them yeah <laughs> but i mean it doesn't help i mean we discussed ignis last week there's a lot of people that uh, six star units that beat him out, uh, even though he's a seven star. So I wouldn't say they beat him out necessarily, but they definitely they're comparable as a six star. So yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like he's an interesting unit, though. I think he can do well with the right team. But yeah, you're right. He's not one of those super standout units that people get hyped over. 
he's no heo for sure um what what did i do i did nothing i tried ancient hellbringer like five times and every single time i've tried it something's gone wrong that's because you're a dirty cheeser i freaking space out and yeah pretty much i'm doing the cheese strat oh god desperate times call for desperate measures yeah i don't want to fight that thing legitimately screw that maybe some of the new awakened seven stars will help you out maybe now the things that go wrong are like the game crashes on me and then i can't reload my save Oh, that sucks. And then I lose like 70 turns later. And I'm like, oh, well, back to turn zero. Thanks. Oh, well, happens sometimes. Yep. Um, other than that, farming away on the raid, I haven't summoned any of my raid coins. So I'm going to enjoy doing like 500,000 coins worth of summoning. That's going to be good. It's the actually going to be will really nice because of the, yeah, because of the seven star release. I was, I normally just save them up because I am oddly satisfied with seeing everything come in at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it worked out for me this time because of the new seven star release and potentially a Citra. So um, let's get into talking about the new CG banner and the units that come with that. Sure, I'm down. The first lady, Lottie. She looks like a lolly. Yeah, lolly. We'll call her lolly. Why not? Yeah, I think it's more fitting. she kind of looks like one so she carries around a giant cannon and hits people with her cannon olive's little sister yeah i don't know if it actually is it's just it looks like it looks like it yeah as a unit i don't like her at all i don't think it's she's reliable whatsoever it's just like haphazardly giving elements to random units it's the weirdest thing yeah i mean she's a three-star base and as far as three-star bases go I like her elemental coverage, nice budget unit for new players. I think for this unit, her Trustmaster is really the 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 thing people are going to keep an eye on, more experienced players. Yeah, she has a pretty decent Trustmaster. A robe with 30 mag on it is nothing to be laughed at on top of the other buffs. What I like most is the 20% mag buff on the robe. For especially some of the seven star mages we're getting to come out now, because of their really high base mag, they can get a lot of mileage out of, out of the percent mag stats. Yeah, for sure. Even though it doesn't look like anything too exciting, the fact that it's on a robe is potentially really nice. Yeah, so I I agree with you. I think she's mostly sought after. If anyone wants her, it's for the robe. Three-star base, she's your kind of like a TMR container in this scenario. So that's yeah. pretty much all you get out of her besides like some nice elemental coverage for newer players, like you said. Yeah, exactly. The next unit, a gentleman by the name of Macmedi. This is Lottie's or Lolly's grandpa. Yes, it is based on the story. How do I feel about this guy? His TMR is nice, to be honest. I like the attack plus 40% and resistance to paralyze and petrify. Yeah, comes Pretty in nice. handy in a pinch. I know, for example, someone like Hio, if you are running him in the Hasiko, yeah, he has no innate resistances, so you had to waste either an accessory or a uh, materia slot on stone resistance. If you had this TMR, Hio would love it, 40% attack, awesome, plus a nice bonus <laughs> stat resistance. I think this TMR is actually really good yeah i like it between this and lottie i like this one a lot better for the utility it brings well he's a four star so it's expected he's a little bit better exactly as a unit i don't think he does too much the best thing he has is uh healing status ailments and protecting status ailments 
it's good in a pinch for newer players yeah. if you don't have anything else that does it. Yeah, he looks like a status gunner with a bit of utility, but nothing too amazing. He's got uh, an, a- an okay full break in his kit, and it looks like you could potentially use him to chain. But other than that, I, I don't see anything too exciting about McMeady. Yeah, that's pretty much all he brings. But that TMR is nice, so looking forward to that. Now let's let's get on to the unit that everyone is dying to see, Citra. I'm excited for this. Her CG animation is very has a lot of plot to it. It, it unveils a lot of plot. Definitely. I think, you know, un- until her unveiling, I thought that the plot for season one was a little bit stronger than season two's plot. But now I realize that they were actually just saving the plot all for the back end. So the the reason season two felt a little bit weaker than season one is because most of the effort went into this. And everything, once I saw the CG movie, it all made sense. Exactly. Seeing that CG movie just brought everything together. I want to say with this particular unit, I don't know why they made her a summoner. I know that yeah, the jury's kind of out on this one. Some people are like, it's fine. Reagan changed from whatever to a ice fire type. But with Reagan, it makes sense. He spent years as Laswell and Rain's dad, and he trained them supposedly. So, you know, Rain is fire, Laswell is ice, and it makes sense that he'd have both. This one, it's kind of harder to make sense of to me because she summons espers. But if. In the story, the Espers sided with Hess, not with Aldor, and she was Aldor. It just, to me, it's Doesn't weird. make any sense. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a strange decision. It has no impact on the unit itself, but from a story perspective, I find it a little bit hard. I mean, I haven't played through her story. I think that goes live tomorrow, so that might explain it, and I might look like an idiot. But just as things stand right now, Kind of hard to wrap my head around why she's a summoner. Yeah, I thought she was going to be a stronger version of her armored self. Or like at least a different version of the same concept. Yeah. But maybe it's a nice thing that now you have a DPS unit and a summoner unit. Same character in the story, but different capabilities from a player perspective. Um, her TMR is, her super TMR is really good for summoners. Um, she's getting a staff with 150 spirit, 110 mag, and then the Evo mag plus 30%. Pretty awesome on there, just for a staff. For summoners, it's amazing. It'll make your Echoes, your Garnets, all even better at cheesing trials now. Pretty much. As a unit, pretty versatile. She has some nice damage mitigation for magic, MP recovery, um, light resistance buff to the party, damage summoning, summon damage. It's quite uh, all over the place, really. I mean, you didn't mention my favorite part of her. Her her TMR is a 60% spirit buff with high tide. That's pretty nuts. You know what's funny? The reason I didn't mention it is because I'm like, oh, Citra's Veritas of Light. We've already talked about her TMR. <laughs> so I was like, oh, whatever. Her TMR right. is so good for so many No, her people. TMR is good. Yeah. I just forgot that it's not out already. <laughs> like 60% spirit on, a, it's not even a super TMR. It's a regular TMR. No, it's, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. The only time I wouldn't use this on like a cover tank or a healer is in a dark battle because it does make them a bit weaker to that 
But otherwise, as for units that like Spirit, I mean, Citra loves Spirit, and there are a few other. I know uh, Lila, you, she has a strong Spirit build. A few other units out there as well that Spirit scale with their damage. They would also love this TMR. Oh yeah, 60% Spirit buff is the highest I think you can get right now on a single piece of equipment or materia. I think so too. It's it's a fantastic actually. Both of her TMR and her super TMR are great. So her is a unit. She has a mix of using MP as well as using her evocation the evocation gauge. One of my favorite things is that she has an ability called double evocation. Yeah. Which allows her to use her evocation skills twice. And I think that's a huge buff to making a summoner more viable in a party. I agree. I think as far as it goes, she's She's a decent summoner unit, I mean, but she's a summoner, so her damage output is going to be slightly lower than most other damage dealers. She's got some decent support on her, some good MP sustain with uh, at 7-star with her evocation, Rich Source of Magic. It, it costs some of your Esper orbs, but it doesn't cost MP, which is pretty key, and it will recover 130 MP to all allies. I think that's one of her key abilities or at least one of my favorite abilities on her and then she also has a, an interesting ability at six star called holy mind that lets her do damage and heal your party and increase the evocation gauge and then to top it all off it actually chains with the divine ruination family so she could potentially sub in as a sort of support slash chainer for anybody who's using heo or orlando veritas of the dark all those guys. I think actually Malphazy even. Orlando would be the best person to chain with because his Divine Ruination breaks light resistance. So it kind of matches perfectly. Yeah. I think she's fantastic as a summoner. Using Holy Mind charges up your evocation gauge while healing and also doing damage. And then she can double cast her evocation. So basically for the price of one full evocation gauge, she can do 40 times evoke damage to one enemy, which is really high. The thing I don't like about her is her supporty abilities are not good enough, in my opinion, to make her useful as anything other than a subpar damage dealer, which in my opinion hurts her a little bit. Um, the sustain is nice, but we have it on other units. And uh, the other nice thing she has, she can counter with 100% light imperil which can come in handy sometimes but it's such a low counter rate at 20 percent it's hard to rely on also the chance of her actually taking a hit is pretty rare i mean with the tanks these days chances are you're not going to be taking hits with her unless it's a unblockable thing but i mean you're not going to be relying on that as your break and then the, to me the final nail in the coffin on whether i'm going to pull on this banner or not is the fact that 7-star Aiko, I think, is better at keeping the party alive, so she can sub in for your white mage, and she actually has more evoke percent damage for her summons. But we'll talk about Aiko later, but I mean, they're they're coming out at the same time. It's It just makes it really hard for me to justify, say, summoning on this banner versus a potentially better summoner. Yeah, it's tough to justify. I mean... She doesn't get as much of the Evo damage, like you said. Um, I think she gets 110 and Aiko gets up to 120, but we'll talk about that later. It's tough, like you said, it's tough to justify using her over using someone like Aiko, like you said. Not as much utility. 
The best things she has are using evocation gauge to recover MP can be useful in trials such as the yeah. Hiseko trial. Um, niche situations I see her being used in, to be honest. And then the other thing, her limit burst it can be potentially useful because it does AoE imperil 60%. 60% not too amazing, but it's respectable. I wish her limit burst charged Evo Gauge, to be honest. I think that would have made it a lot better. That would have helped. It's her good. A like bit. it's still really good. It's just as a summoner, I was hoping that her LB would also give her the Evo Gauge increase as well, like most other summoners, but unfortunately not. It wasn't meant to be. It does do a lot of damage and it's a okay in peril overall. Yeah. So that's Citra. She's like a meh summoner unit. She's good right now overall because she's one of the few seven-star capable ones. Yeah. But as a unit as a whole, she kind of is like kind of like that jack of all trades where she does a lot of different things, but none of those things are too amazing. Yeah, exactly. She's I don't know how to put it. She's she's not a bad unit, but in the current meta, she's not standout. She's like a B plus. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much all we have to say about Citra and her banner. She's coming out with a step summon. If you really want her, you need to unveil that plot from her summon, uh, from her limit burst, sorry. You can have a higher chance of summoning her if you so choose. I personally wouldn't recommend it because of the seven star release, but we'll talk about that right now, actually. Let's talk about the new seven stars. All right. We'll start with everyone's favorite uh, machinist, Aileen. So, I heard Aileen was supposed to come out with a previous batch, but got delayed, which is probably why she's a lot worse than the other units on the batch. <laughs> I was going to say, she's not, overall, she's not good, but let's start with that super t TMR, because I think her super TMR is awesome. Definitely. 52 attack on a hat. It beats out the previous best, which I think was 45 on yeah. Precious, uh, Precious Hairpin. Hairpin. And it also comes with some nice killer effects, plant, stone, bug, and machine. Not the most common enemy types, but we do run into them. And it comes in, it'll come in handy on anybody. Like almost anybody can equip hats, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So definitely A plus Super Trustmaster. I love the Super Trustmaster. I actually remember a guy, I was watching uh, his Twitch stream, and he was pulling, I forget what banner he was pulling on. I think it was one of those... Uh, re-release banners of six-star capable units back like half a year ago mm -hmm. and he was pulling and he's like man if i could just get one other unit he pulls like 30 40 tickets he gets like seven aliens <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately for him if he kept them he's gonna be having a lot of scanning goggles so it'll be good yeah as a seven star like you mentioned the fact that her release got delayed she she's coming off as super subpar I mean, she was a DPS unit, primarily doing uh, earth damage was the idea, but her seven star gives her like a supporty role, which is kind of weird to me. I don't know why they moved her from being a DPS to a support. And then I don't mind the supporty role, but the, the problem is we already have seven star Nyx, who kind of does it better. Um, the custom power, custom magic abilities are interesting because they... they they support your allies' LB gauges, and then she has schematic rainbow, <clears throat> which increases the LB gauge between 12 and 14, so you could say roughly 13 to all allies. But Nyx has one that will literally just fill the LB gauges of, of the team. Yeah, 
it's unfortunate that she was released so late. It kind yeah. of makes her very anticlimactic. But I mean, other than than that, the other thing that's weird to me, her global buff to kind of make up for the fact that she was released late is Genius Weaponsmith, which lets her dual wield. But she also has, if she's wearing her TMR, she gets true double hand. So it's, it was such a it was such a way like it's such a cop out. Honestly, it would have been nicer if they gave her an extra fifty percent true double hand at level one twenty. I think that might have been a little bit redeeming. As she is now, I think she's she's not a horrible unit. Of course, she's, I'd probably rate her like a six or a seven out of ten, like a solid B minus maybe. Yeah, unfortunate that she was released so late. But you're right. Uh, I mean, a B. B minus. And the the other thing that hurts her is her pile driver frames are a little bit awkward and she kind of struggles to find chaining partners, I think. Yeah, she can only really chain with herself. Now I don't I don't really use one, so I don't I know when you get her pile driver to plus two, it changes the frame, so that might have helped her, but as far as I know, I don't think it chains cleanly with it chains with anything that could already chain with like it chain it's a pile driver chaining family. Yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't overlap with like the the Heo and all that, the divine ruinations. No, unfortunately, unfortunately not. Yeah. That could have made her a little bit better too. Her max L limit burst isn't too bad. Uh ten point two five times damage with uh fifty percent ignore defense. You're basically doing twenty times damage. Yeah, it's good damage, it's good. but nothing we haven't seen before. No, exactly. It's I mean, it's just among a small the, yeah. redeeming quality, but overall, she's a mediocre 7-star. Yeah. Well, I, w- I shouldn't say mediocre. Like, she just doesn't match up to the other 7-stars. She's still fantastic, does better than most 6-stars. If not she has a training partner, she right now she can chain with... Like, she's probably up there, right? The problem mm-hmm. is finding a good chaining partner for her. And then and it would her other problem alien. is she is going to fall off. I mean, she already has a little bit given her release date, but it's yeah. just going to get worse. Exactly. Uh, given that Aileen is falling off, let's uh, just drop her off right now and start talking about a family of units that called the Veritas. So bad. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got you to gotta force it sometimes. <laughs> let's talk about the Veritas. We'll start with Veritas of the Dark. So this is another unit that had his release delayed. Uh, you're going to kind of see that by his kit. His Super Trust Master I think is really cool. It's a heavy armor with 34 attack, which I think is the best attack we can get on a piece of body armor right now. And then it gives you 80% dark resistance, which is amazing. Yeah, it's actually really good. I like the way that's going. Um, having high resistances on pieces of armor like this is going to help a lot of tanks because this is the stuff they want to equip. But at the same time, you can use it on DPS units given its high attack as well. Mm -hmm. His seven-star abilities that he's getting, so Dark Blade of Vengeance, it's nice, 16 hits. I'm not sure what kind of a family of chaining it would fall into. The frames are a little bit weird, similar to Aileen's, but... uh, Anyway, 16 hits, and it does 6 times damage does and decreases Sephiroth dark resistance. Does Sephiroth have a 16-hit move? Am I chained with that? I think so, but I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, so I didn't want to say. Maybe he's got one chaining partner other than himself. But I mean, other he's still himself, got Divine so. Ruination on his Dark Punishment, so he's, he can still fill that yeah, role. He's doing all right. His other uh, cooldown ability buffs himself tremendously, mitigates damage, 
gives him HP, gives him MP, gives him limit burst. So basically just like full boosts him. He goes like crazy mode when he uses this, but it doesn't give you anything else. So it's like you use this on turn one, basically, and then you're going to be dishing out as much damage as you can after that. He's a, overall, I would say he's a decent chaining unit. Probably I'd rank him in the same area as Aileen, around a 7 out of 10 right now, but he's going to drop off. His 7 star doesn't give him anything too exciting. I'm kind of disappointed that he didn't get a dual wield passive because he has uh, a bonus when he's dual wielding if you have his TMR equipped, but no dual wield passive in his kit. It's just kind of weird, like... <laughs> I don't know why you're making me waste a slot on dual wield when... You know, honestly, I wish they didn't even bother giving him the dual wield. They should have just slotted him into true double hand. I think so I only too, because look at his massive sword. He, his sprite is this massive sword yeah. that he's holding with one hand. Why would you want... Such a mistake. I don't know, man. He would have been pretty good, actually, choices. if he was true double hand with like a W ability. Yeah. But unfortunately, we get this instead. He's still good though. Seven star, he just does, he gets better at doing what his six star version did, which is be a divine ruination chainer. Yeah, I mean, he does get the buff to that. At least he goes up to 3.6 times damage. So effectively seven times damage yeah. uh, on that divine ruination. So it is pretty strong if you awaken the ability as well. And yeah, exactly. Other than that, I mean, Nothing too His, exciting about him. No, you would hope. So recently we've seen a lot of upgraded limit bursts happening with TMRs being equipped. <laughs> His is just so And weird. it's been good. His is so lame. Like you're breaking the person's attack now for a high percentage, but it's like, why? How, how does that help me? <laughs> like it doesn't match with this kit at all. It's very strange. Agreed. Another strange Veritas. <laughs> Veritas of the light. We actually just talked about her in her unarmored form. Of all of the Veritas being released in this batch, I think I like Veritas of the Light 7 star the best. Why is that? She's getting buffs in general to obviously her stats for being 7 star. She was already fantastic at doing light based damage. As a 7 star, she's getting the ability to cover everyone for light, uh, light damage 100% resistance buff, which is nice. So you don't have to worry about light damage when she's in. You can just cast that whenever you want. And then she does have every five turns, she gets Saint Eraser that she can use that does 40 times light hybrid damage. So a hybrid unit doing 40 times damage with one ability, you can cap with that really fantastically. Um, in the meantime, you'll be using things like Saint Buster and stuff that she's already had. But I think having that 40 times damage on one ability is going to really, really be nice in those long drawn out battles that we've been seeing in the trials recently. Yeah. I, and the other thing I like about her 7-star is if you have her TMR equipped, it just doubles down on her killers to demons, mechanical monsters, fairies, and undead. Demons are some of the most common enemies we find in this game. So having that killer on her just passively, I think if you take into account all of them at 7-star, if you have her TMR equipped, it's 125%. Yeah, if you've awakened her license to kill. Because her abilities are hybrid, she can actually take advantage of, if, for example, if you have Diablos, she takes advantage of both of his killers. So this, I think the 75% one and the 50% one. Yeah, they do stack. Yeah, so and then you can also can... give her like a demon killer material. Like She's just going to 
be insane against these enemy types. Yeah, she's fantastic for that killer capability. And then I like that they just gave her more of the same thing she's already doing. So she's doing just more light hybrid damage with a couple extra bits added in there for some mm-hmm. utility. It's pretty good overall. I like her. Um, her super TMR, you mentioned it. It's armor, 80% light resistance, and plus 30 to attack, defense, mag, and spirit. Overall, pretty awesome. Yeah, that Saint Buster damage is bonkers. But it looks 40 good. times? Yeah. Yeah. Saint Eraser. Whatever it is, the same thing. She erases them. Yeah. With 40 times damage, you would hope they'd be gone. Yeah, she's going to be pretty fantastic. And then if you do max her out, and if you are going to be using her, I recommend you max her to level 120. She gets increased equipment, attack, and mag by 50% when dual wielding. So pretty awesome. Um, Everything kind of revolves around her ability to do hybrid damage, dual wield it and focus down on that light damage so really awesome seven star overall it looks like in she my could, yeah she could be a pretty insane hybrid finisher with that 40 times ability i, I think that's pretty badass i mean you have to wait five turns but if you do get it's worth there, it at least it's a massive spike in damage a lot of uh what's the word <laughs> burst burst a lot of burst potential speaking of bursts I'm not going to transition well at all. Let's just talk about Veritas of the Flame now. Veritas of the Light is good, but let's talk about the Flame Lord. So I think Flame Lord is potentially... Not potentially. I think he, he is the best of the three. Flame Lord's armor, 38 attack, his super TMR, really good on him. Sworn 6 is Pride Fire, also really good on him. In his 7-star form, if he has his TMR equipped, he actually, I think he gets 260% innate attack passives if Mm -hmm. i'm counting this correctly which is absolutely insane that's just crazy to me yeah you don't have to increase his attack at all yeah you can literally pretty much especially uh, there's rumors that the cap is going from 300 percent to 400 percent in the future you're going to be able to get this guy to 400 percent pretty easily given that he has 260 just for being himself yep insane And then the other thing I like about him is on turn one, he has a nice ability called Anger Blaze, which, yeah, buffs his attack, but it's kind of cool that uh, it gives his allies a chance to counter physical attacks. Like 100%. He counters the physical attacks if his allies get hit. Yeah. I think that's insane. That's so cool. If your team is taking any physical damage, he's guaranteed to do 6.4 times damage with each counter for a max of two. So you're basically getting a free 13 times damage every turn when this is active. And then the other amazing thing for him is, so he's a little bit wonky in terms of how how much damage he does because it's a bit of a dice roll. He, he has counter passives where it will... He has a chance to decrease the enemy's fire resistance by 100%. I'm pretty sure it's that. Yeah, it's a it's 100%. So he if you're wearing his TMR, his counter chance doubles, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, what's the counter chance on it? On fire 20. 20, so it goes up to 40%. And then his chance to counter physical or magic damage with actual damage back to the enemy goes up to 60% each, which are really good numbers. That's essentially more than 
every once every two times, you're almost guaranteed to get him to counter. And because how long does that last, the debuff? The 100%? Three yeah. turns. Three turns. So you're likely to have, if you get it, you have four turns to get that debuff. If you do, and then you hit with his Red Inferno, the damage is going to be just off the charts. It's disgusting. Yeah. He's just... Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So I, I really like him as, as a sort of... He's got some potential to do some big damage. I mean, he's hurt by the fact that it's a little bit unreliable, but it becomes more reliable in his 7-star form. And then he's going to be hurt down the road when the fixed dice change happens because obviously he's not going to be able to do as much damage because right now he's going to be a true double hand unit. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you want him wearing fixed dice, but he works well with axes as well, obviously, because then he gets more passive attack damage. Yeah, I don't like gambling, so I just equip him with an axe and then, let him chop down those trees. The other thing that holds him back is he's literally just the chain finisher. So you're going to have to have people there to be able to create a chain for him to be able to do his, his damage. Yeah, for sure. So that's pretty much Veritas of the Flames. I mean, you're right, he is a chain finisher, and you're hoping to get that fire resist on, which should be pretty common with his TMR equipped. I wish he had a little bit more in his kit that he could do in the meantime. I mean, he has a couple other abilities, but realistically, I don't know if you'd really want to be using them. Your main thing is trying to get that fire resist down and then using Red Inferno on turn four. Yeah, I mean, his other abilities do good damage as well, but that's kind of the big highlight of his kit. Yeah, that and that 100% counter uh, when allies are taking damage yeah, is pretty awesome cool. too. Definitely. Those two things together make him pretty interesting as a unit overall. Yeah, agreed. Our next unit on the lineup, we mentioned her TMR earlier in the podcast. Her name is Prish. She is interesting. I think she is just bad. <laughs> she suffers from, from the same problems she had when she was a six star. I'm so sad. I was going to say... She's one of my favorite units, but I'm just so sad. I was going to say she's... I wish she could be good. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I just love her. I, wish... I love her sprite. I love... I just love everything about her, but she sucks. <laughs> one nice thing she does have is a 60% break on turn one, which is okay at best, but it's still pretty good. If you don't have anything else, you can use this yeah. for attack and defense break. Her downside is just that she can't do the damage. I mean, you have to go through this long onslaught of chains that doesn't end up yeah. on a on an ability that's too strong. You know her, what I mean? Her Preach special just takes way too long to get up to. Yep. And then when you do get up there, I think you have two turns with it, and then it goes back down. That's just awful. Yeah, basically she does, for two turns, she does uh, essentially 20 times damage across the two turns, but that's the end of it. I wouldn't mind if they, uh, once you got to it, if they just left it available. Kind of like they did with Roy and his last song, how it reactivates yeah, itself. It, it reactivates itself. If they did itself, that with yeah. Preach, I think she'd actually be decent. There's plenty of units that are good that take four or five turns to ramp up. Nothing wrong with that. My problem with her is that she takes four or five turns to ramp up and then has to take another four or five turns to do it again. So her, her rotations are just... I'm not a fan. 
Well, with uh, pre, I don't know if it would do it, but her awaken Prish special plus like plus two. If you use it, it enables access to Prish special plus two. Do you know if that continues to activate itself, or is it just a one-time thing? It might actually. It looks like it might help her. I'll have to test it. If it does that, then she's decent. If it doesn't do that, then she's trash. Yeah, I mean, Pretty it much. still sucks that she's locked into a specific chain of of abilities not very versatile in that sense but that definitely helps her i don't mind that because most seven stars need four five six turns to unlock their strongest ability anyways so her building up to her precious special if she can keep it at the end she'll be golden because it'll take her about three four turns to get there um she's going to be dual wielding her fists and I believe dual wielding her fists, if I'm not mistaken, you'll want her to. Oh, no, you'd want her to single wield, it looks like. Yeah. Either way, she's okay at best. Um, sucks that you have to grind it up, but if she gets to keep Prish's special, she is really good. I still think other people beat her out. We didn't mention it, but her super TMR, uh, gloves called God Hands, pretty awesome. Yeah, really nice fist weapons. Yeah, I mean, Fist Weapons with 171 attack, really, really high, on top of having the ability to break all elements except dark and light by 50%, just in an ability it gives you, is pretty good, actually. Yeah, it's decent. It gives you a nice imperil and a pinch. You can put it on one of those useless units in King Mog events and have them do something actually for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Prish, okay at best. I'd give her a B. You know who I wouldn't give a B to? Beatrix. I would give her. Her name starts with a B, dude. Yeah, but she's you an A. You have to give her. You got to give her the B. <laughs> no, I, I'm giving her the A. So what do you think of her super TMR? Beatrix. Loyal General. Super good. 50% true double hand. And then 50% attack when equipped with a greatsword, which is what she wants to use anyway. This is great on her. This is great on Heo. This is great on, uh, what's his name? Most top tier Cloud. units. That, this, yeah, yeah, like you could just go down the list. This is such a good super trust master. What else, I don't know what else there is to say. Just good amazing. Good Titus, yeah. I think. No, he's, he's a, a sorts. Sword. Yeah, Never but mind. I mean, so many people. Orlando, if he's if he's the guy, you like just he's just so many great. people. Great, yeah. So what do you think of her seven star abilities? Like it's a fantastic super TMR, but let's see what she does as a unit herself. So. She gets Sword of the Clear Mind, removes debuffs from herself, and fills her LB gauge by two-thirds. Really good. Her upgraded LB is also really good. When it's upgraded, it has a 30% damage mitigation on it, along with an attack mag debuff and some pretty good damage. So, nice. The Seiken Rose Finale potentially can be massive it potentially it is massive well what hurts it is that she doesn't have there i don't know if there's any great swords that have a lot of magic on them either way there's plenty of items out there now that you can actually get her hybrid damage numbers to a decent level so really nice sort of one two combo for you you can use this once every three turns because mm -hmm. it relies on sword of the clear mind but you know you go sword of the clear mind into the Rose Finale, because that will make it do 42 times hybrid damage. 
And then by then you're going to have her limit burst. Literally quadruples her damage. Yeah, and then by then you'll have her limit burst and you can hit pretty hard with that along with a nice little attack mag debuff and some mitigation for your team. Yeah, she has a nice three-turn combo using Sword of the Clear Mind, turn one, turn two using the finale, turn three using her limit burst, and then on turn four you can use Sword of the Clear Mind again. So you're literally just going to rotate all the way through that it's good. She's, in my opinion, pretty strong. The other thing we, we didn't mention is Sword of the Clear Mind will actually go back and modify her 5 and 6 star abilities and give them some cool new effects. Thunder Slash will do more damage. Uh, Stock Break will actually break Defense and Spirit by 65% instead of 45 mm -hmm. Uh Klim Hazard will also do more damage. And Saint Bringer will actually decrease light resistance by 100% instead of 50%. And then Shock, it just does more damage as well. So, I mean, most of the time you will be using Rose Finale, but it also gives you options for some other things. Maybe if you haven't really built her for damage, she can function as a pretty good breaker. 65% uh, defense spirit break is really, really nice to enable some of your other units. And she also has a... 45% attack mag break on her limit burst that can potentially go up to 74%. Yeah, I was going to actually mention that the fact that she is able to break light damage by 100% after using Sword of the Clear Mind, you could combo that really well if you do have your Ver uh, Veritas of the Light 7 star using her Saint Eraser. Yeah. Like that's stacking those two together would be crazy. Literally doubling Saint Eraser's damage. I can even see. Uh, Beatrix becoming a pretty decent breaker with this, so sort of the clear mind into stock break into her limit burst will break all four of the the stats. Mm -hmm. And if you have her limit burst leveled, it'll break attack and mag to a really high level as well. Well, the thing is, with sort of the clear mind, you actually have to choose what you want to do because it's only buffed after if you use it after but that's so. what i mean like you can use her as a finisher yeah, she's to be a finisher. you can use her to imperil you can use her to be a breaker if you need a breaker so i think overall it's just she has a cool kit i think i really like her as a unit i like that one of my favorite things is that it gives you a meaningful choice in what you're going to do so Definitely. you're using sort of the clear mind and you got to decide do you want to do uh, your crazy light hybrid damage or are you going to end up doing more for your team by breaking or more for your team by decreasing light resistance or you know what I mean you get a couple options yeah there. for sure I really like where they took her kit yeah uh, they actually made Beatrix really really good with seven star I think mm -hmm. like a very viable in the current meta another unit which I think has risen to viability would be Aiko why did you say risen? I'm just wondering if you had a, if there was a joke there that I missed. No, she rose up from being a trash tier summoner to being a really good summoner. Like she was one of the worst summoners overall, and now she's good. She's amazing, actually. I think. Yeah, she she got some nice buffs to her white mage ability, and then yeah, like the thing is, Aiko, you're gonna want to get her get the sorry the esper gauge filled up and then her big damage will come from her her evocations but in the meantime she's fully equipped as a really decent white mage so she's got dual white magic she's got barriers 
she can recover MP to your team at the cost of Evocation Gauge rather than uh, mana herself. She's got the D. Wait, where does she? Where does she recover? Where does she waste Evocation Gauge? Oh, sorry, not waste. I she lied. doesn't waste that. She that never wrong. uses her. Yeah, she uses yeah. MP. Sorry, she uses MP. She she uses MP to recover a hundred MP to everybody while also filling her Evo. Literally everything this girl does is going to fill out Evocation Gauge aside from raw white magic. Yep. And then obviously she still has her cool like D-Shell Nagas, D-Faith Nagas. She can basically, she's one of the few units that can remove, well not few, but she can actually on command remove specific uh, debuffs. She's one of the few white mages that's able to yeah. do this. Um, one thing that I really like about her overall is her cooldown ability. Yeah, it's nice. Nice little... Like, now she can... Re- the thing, the fact that she can remove all debuffs from all the all your allies is really good. And even harmonics helps her a lot just to be able to revive the whole party in, in a pinch. Yeah, in one go instead of having to dual cast full life and pray. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, she got a lot of nice quality of life buffs. She has plenty to do to support your team when she's not evoking and then obviously when she can evoke she can do massive damage because she's got a lot of uh evo evo plus evo mag plus and then her super trust master gives you an extra 30 percent evo mag on top mm-hmm. i mean just really good and we we didn't really talk about it but there is one item that i like that's coming with the citra banner the horn of summoning which will give you 10 percent evo mag just for wearing it Oh yeah, it is a really good it's item. So I good totally for forgot summers. about it. Yeah, me too. Until yeah. now, but the fact that you're getting Evo uh, Evo damage, sorry, buffed just for wearing a, I think it's a hat. Yeah, it, really if good. you're running a summoner, it's the best hat you can equip to your summoner at this Pretty stage much. in the game. Aiko, just overall, I think her seven star made her probably the best summoner currently. Yeah, I mean, with 120 built-in Evo mag when equipped with her TMR, pretty fantastic. I don't think a single other summoner has more than her built into their kit. Yeah, definitely. And then she also does feel like most summoners can't replace a white mage, whereas I think Aiko could easily replace a white mage. Yep. Did you mention her uh, limit burst doing 24 times, like do it, basically full healing your party, removing all breaks, and then filling your evocation gauge at max level? It actually almost guarantees it's going to be filled. I like that buff. Yeah, it's nice. It's just a nice quality thing. Another healer on the banner that actually became surprisingly good. I wasn't expecting her healing to be this good was Rem. Yeah. Rem coming back into the game. She got Kiraja, which I think makes all the difference. Yeah, it's it's literally what makes her decent now, as a white mage at least. So she got Kiraja. And interestingly enough, she also got Tornado and Quake, so in a pinch... She can chain with your mages. <laughs> so nice, yeah. Other than that, I mean, there's so much I love about this girl. She's got 60% spirit debuff, which is nothing to laugh at. It's respectable. She has... This is one of my favorite things. So her 7-star cooldown abilities are great. Summon a Dolan, I love. I love it with all the other Final Fantasy Type-0 all those annoying missions where you can't summon the damn Esper because you kill the thing too fast, that's a thing of the past. You just kill your Rem, you kill your healer, and you clear that mission. No problem. Yep. 
The nice thing too is she has Undying Wish. So if you don't want her to actually die, you can have I think that this one is unresistable. Set. It is. So you don't resist it. You die oh, and then you re-raise. Yeah. Yeah. So I love uh, yeah that Undying Aspiration. It's, it's a six turn cooldown, but it's available on turn one, which means whenever you need it, you can AOE re-raise your whole team. Yep. That's amazing. I mean, it does some other nice things, some damage mitigation, some defense spirit buffs. But to me, the AOE re-raise, it's so, so good. And I think before this, really, CG Fina had it. And now CG Fina, and it had to be her limit burst, which was tough. CG Fina has kind of been dethroned. I actually think with these changes that Rem's probably the best healer in the game, if or at least top three for sure. But I, I would probably, I'd bet probably the best healer in the game, to be honest with you. The nice thing about Rem in this scenario is that her limit burst is useless. Right? Yeah. It's absolutely, so it's trash. It takes, <laughs> listen to this, it takes 20 burst stones to get her limit burst yeah. to, like, to be able to use it. So if her limit burst gauge is filled, you can use MP conversion twice, which gives 180 mana to your whole team. And it's amazing. This is the unit I was thinking of when I was talking about Aiko. It's actually this unit. You're never going to want to use her limit burst anyway because it's junk. It's so much better to use MP conversion. 180 MP for the cost of just 10 burst stones. That's so good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, I think she's a really awesome healer now at 7 star. I mean, she has decent mag and spirit modifiers. If you want to use her as a DPS, you can with these new uh, abilities. Uh, Tornado and Quake, you can chain. You can use flying daggers if you want to do a different type of damage. Uh, physical magic damage, it's weird. Look into it if you need <laughs> the mechanics. And her, her super trust master is godlike. Yeah, her super trust master is amazing. 40 40 mag and spirit and then 40 percent mag and spirit like there isn't a mage in the game that will not love this trust master that's godlike yeah it's actually really 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 good um if you basically if you have four rems if you have four rems you really want to get her super trust master like i would sacrifice i, I wouldn't get two of them i would 100 percent go for uh one with a super trust master so i think one unit that both you and i are excited for is this one yeah barbaritia so i love this unit and here's why gumi always throwing curveballs you thought there was going to be no summer event no 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 summer comes at the start of october everybody knows that bam we get our summer units right at the end of september start of october and then okay you know now you think summer is really over it's time to like close up your barbecues, put them in the garage for the season. No, 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 no. You think barbecue season's over? Barbecue season is just beginning. The barbecue season is on. Bringing summer, like you said, bringing summer right back to back to the beginning. Yeah, we just won't let the dream die. No, it's summer all year round with this girl. I, I just, I love this girl. Her super trust master is insane. Insane. Like, absolutely insane. 50 mag on anything alone. Like, not even including anything else. 50 mag flat yeah. on a accessory. That's good. Not to mention the Winds of Chaos passive that just gives bonus multipliers to all of her abilities, basically. 
Yeah. And she gets a new one. So it's a new one called Raging Wind, which we'll get to, which does crazy damage on its own. Also with this gets a 1.5 times multiplier increase. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. She's going to be so good, dude. So good. But let's talk about her abilities. So the the first one I want to talk about is Tempest Eye Wall. This thing is insane. It chains with Tornado. It has a massive 12 times multiplier. And most of all, it breaks lightning and wind resistance by 120% for four turns. 120%. That is is the highest, easiest to access. It's literally available on turn one. It's nuts. Yeah. Like all of her cooldown abilities are amazing. Another one, Looming Tempest, not only gives her auto revive and gives her MP over the next four turns, also enables triple black magic. Yeah. So she can now triple cast. And then get this, after using her Looming Tempest, her Sunder damage doubles. Yep. But I mean, you wouldn't want to use Sunder anyway. You want to triple cast. But I'm just saying, like, she's got so many nice combos, so much cool stuff in her kit that it's crazy. I mean, if you're wearing her Trustmaster, she also she it doubles down on her bonus damage to beasts, birds, and humans. So she's also going to be like dishing out damage like crazy to these enemy types Mm -hmm. absolutely crazy crazy unit so get this so i mentioned raging winds earlier it's basically a buff to erosia so you can stack it up to 12 times damage instead of just six times so max max damage does 12 times so now imagine doing triple cast yeah the craziest thing about this is that you can cap a tornado chain like a single tornado chain with this ability because it it'll hit by the end of the tornado chain basically yeah i think there was some there was some discussion about whether you could tornado into double raging wind with triple cast which would actually be insane and mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure the consensus is you can if you spark chain so yes. you, you can actually double cap one tornado chain with raging wind it's not super consistent but it's possible. And I mean, overall, because of the bonus uh, multiplier she gets to Eroja, in short battles, Eroja is actually better because it starts with a higher base damage. Yes. But it doesn't hit as high of a cap. So if you're in a longer battle, Raging Wind is definitely what you want to go for. But if it's a shorter battle, then Eroja will do just fine. Exactly. And I mean, I don't know if we mentioned it, but... If she ha- if you equip her TMR to her, Eroja, Flurry, and Tornado all get a times one bonus multiplier. Buff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So her Tornado would be doing 3.5 times damage, and her Eroja would be doing three damage to start three times and caps out at seven times. And then if you equip her Super Trust Master to her, it gets another one times multiplier. Yeah. And then I know Jeez. they teased oh. some ability enhancements, but that are potentially going to buff her tornado and other abilities even further. But we'll discuss those when they actually come out. They're not live yet, and we don't know the extent. There may be other abilities in there. There's some other units that are getting enhancements. So I look forward to that. When those enhancements go live, she's going to probably be as good, if not... Well, I don't want want to say better, but she's going to be, I think, close to as good as Transterra. I don't think she's going to be better, but I think she'll be a close second place. Right now, I think she's basically second to Transterra. Yeah. Or at least ta- up there in but contention I mean, for... Yeah, Transterra blows two. all the other magic users out of the water. 
But I think with with her enhanced abilities when they go live and her seven star, she's gonna get really really close to Transterra. Once her awakened abilities come out, she's gonna be one of the top tier mages. I think she already is. The reason uh, we don't want to say too much about the awakenings, you never know when things might change. So yeah, I could say one thing now. There's always a chance for Gumi to change things up if it's not working or if it's not what they wanted or whatever it might be. Um, until they're actually released, we never know what might change. So, But keep an eye out. The Awakenings, as they stand today, look really, really good. They'll be coming out later this month. Yeah. I mean, when they do come out, I, I have a strong... like. I think even now, as a 7-star without the enhanced abilities, I think she's top 3 for sure. And I think Cersei would still beat her out. But I think when the abilities enhance, she's going to be second yeah i think so as well and i think the one thing with trans terra is her damage output drops as the battle progresses whereas bar barbecue's damage output will only get higher as the battle progresses yeah exactly definitely different that's why i think they're going to be up there really close to each other yeah it really depends what you need um, but enough about the barbecue season i mean summer has lasted a long time I want to talk about one of my longtime favorite units, Judge Zargabath. And so this fits in because sometimes summer can get hot and sweaty. You've been slaving over the barbecue. Nothing feels better after a barbecue than some bath time. <laughs> you need some of that bath time. Fresh out the bath, he is seven star. I think he got some really, really good buffs actually, but... Let's look at his STMR first. HP, defense, and spirit plus 30% is pretty good on top of giving a full 20% resistance to all elements. So like those two things in combination make this a pretty decent super TMR. Yeah. Like if you have if you have the ability, definitely get the super TMR over having two Zargabaths. I don't think having two would enable you to do any more than he already no. does. Yeah, having two wouldn't help you too much. So some of the upgrades that he's gotten... Prismatic Barrier, his, one of his cooldown abilities at 7-star. Increases re, uh, resistance to all elements. Uh, increases resistance to stat breaks. And enables Quickening, which basically allows him to use many of his abilities twice in one turn. Next, he also has Arcadian Crest, which uh, it's basically a buff to his previous Hero Crest. You give one ally 150% to all stats which is pretty cool. It's an interesting little ability there. One interesting thing that they're giving him, which I really wasn't expecting, was a chance to chain with Octoslash. Hey, Sephiroth getting another chaining partner. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know why they put this in here, but I'm not complaining. It's not if bad. He can do... He's got a lot of attack and mag passives in his kit that you can actually get him to a decent level of attack. He could potentially be a nice budget chainer in a pinch. The reason I say I don't know why is because he does like there's so many other things you could be doing with him that are probably better than this. <laughs> Most of the time you never will use this, but it's nice to have the option. You know, it's there. It's yeah. nice to look at. Another thing to that you have to scroll through to get to Arcadia's Might, which is another one of his cooldown abilities, giving you an increase to all stats, 140% to all allies, mitigating 40% damage to all allies. And then it enables quickening for three turns. Fantastic. Like, insane. Yeah. The damage mitigation with that level of buff, 
It's crazy. I think it's among the highest in the game right now. Yep. His TMR, if you equip it, uh, gives him finally innate stop resistance, which is nice. Plus buffing his defense, spirit, HP, and MP. It also upgrades his LP. Another thing we've been seeing a lot, um, his LB becomes basically the same tier as his last cooldown ability, Arcadia's Might. Yeah. Buffs all stats for all allies 150% at max level and mitigates damage by 50% at max level. So when you get his limit burst, you're really going to want to use it now. I mean, it's not just that damage mitigation. You're also getting those stat buffs in there at 7 star. The only downside is it's 40 burst stones. It is, but when you take into consideration that you're going to be buffing with his other abilities in the meantime, it's like it's just a, f- a turn where you don't have to use mana, which he is very hungry for in the grand scheme of things. I'm not saying it's bad. It's an amazing limit burst, but I think with the cost, you're going to definitely want to save it for clutch moments. That 50% damage mitigation could be the difference between getting wiped and surviving and winning a trial. Well, it's literally cutting the damage you're about to receive in half. That's what I mean. And it's it's just so good. And at the price of 40 burst stones, it's definitely better to sit on this one and wait for an opportune moment than to spam it just for the 150% buffs. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, realistically, your whole team does not need attack and mag buffs. Only usually one or two units will benefit from attack mag buffs, which you can do with Arcadian Crest, dual casted with Quickening. No, I agree with that. But Arcadia's Might does also give 40% mitigation, so the extra 10% is nice. But I agree with you that I'd save it for using it in a pinch over just spamming it whenever it's up. Yeah. So Zargabath stepping up into one of the top tier uh, support units, top tier buffer. Yeah, what I, what I love about Zargabath is he's, I think, one of the first units that does a little bit of everything. He's a bit of the jack of all trades, but he's not shit at everything. He's actually good at everything he does. It's just he's so good at so many things that you're going to have to be very careful and very specific about his rotations and what you actually want him to do in a battle. Yeah, because he has the a lot of his big abilities are cooldowns you really want to think about what you're doing and even with his mana pool which is very low uh for most supports again like you said you're really going to want to think about what you want him to cast so that's not a negative on the part of zargabeth it's just he's so good at so many things that you just literally you can't possibly do everything with him in one battle it's just you just gotta you gotta figure out what you want him to do in your team. Like this guy can chain, he can tank, he can buff. He's just he's literally a great he's literally jack of everything. Three, but he's good at everything. It's just you can only yeah. do so much in one turn. And the other nice little tidbit with Zargabath is he at 120, level 120, he has 40% innate evasion. Which means you can easily, he's one of the easiest units to get to max evasion to use as an evasion tank with his uh, taunt. Yep. So, I don't know. I love this unit. I think, I don't have two of him, unfortunately, so I can't partake. But he is, in my opinion, the best support in the game right now at 7 star. Definitely agree with that. I wish I had two of him. I would love, like, I really like Zargabath as a unit overall, so it would make my day to have a seven star Zargabath. 
he's fantastic. I would I would a hundred percent recommend if you're thinking of pulling on this banner, uh, going for the Zargabath side of things. If you need a support, would be fantastic. I'm definitely pulling on the barbecue side of the banner. I got three of her, and I just I want one more so I can get that super trust master. It makes her so broken. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely amazing. Like this batch is really really good. Yeah, I like it. It's overall a solid batch. Unfortunately, Aileen Veritas of the Dark kind of suffer from being released late. I think Veritas of the Light, a lot of nice killers, can be super clutch in some situations. Veritas of the Flame is a finishing monster. Preach is okay. Beatrix, I like her. She's really cool. Love what they did with her kit and meaningful choices. Aiko's a good summoner. Rem, potentially the best healer in the game now. If not the best, then at least top three. Barbecue, definitely one of the premier magic damage users, although she's limited to just wind. And then Zargabath is, no contest, the best support in the game right now. Nice TLDR right there. I like it. So that's that's pretty much what we're getting out of this batch. It's really awesome. It's a really good batch overall. Yeah, I think a lot of people, because some of these units are so old, a lot of people will be happy to be able to finally fuse their dupes into something really, really good. Exactly. I've been holding on to a lot of Veritas units in my inventory, so I'm so happy to offload these and pick up those armors, honestly. Uh, I have two Preesh, but I'm just so sad at her <laughs> seven star. I so badly wanted her to be good. So uh, there's, there's going to be two banners coming out. Uh, for this release of uh, seven star units the interesting thing is that it's tough to decide which one to pull on they all bring a variety of fantastic units so really i think it's going to come down to what you're looking for i agree it'll depend definitely on what your team needs and what you have available but a lot of people will want to save their lapis and their tickets for halloween i know every halloween there's something nice that comes out it just depends one thing to keep in mind is these units aren't going anywhere technically they're all permanent units they're not limited time you might get them randomly when pulling on other banners and if you have a spare unit of choice ticket you can use it on any of these units once their banner passes yep exactly it's going to be really really good yeah it'll be cool the final thing that we'll talk about is the Fodina Cast. I don't know how to say this. Oh my god, Fodina Castino. Just own it. You did so well last week with the with the names of the fancy dishes. The, yeah, because I like food, dude. I don't know what the hell this is. Just pretend it's a type of food. Fodina Castino. You see, you see those teeth and the tentacles. Yeah, You're like mm, yeah, delicious. It's probably a luxury in France. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Take that, French people. <laughs> So there's going to be an exploration mission coming in with a couple interesting things actually you can pick up. So one of them is the bulletproof suit. Decent for people who are new. HP 100, defense 30, and some lightning resistance. Not bad. Not the greatest for older players. You'll have millions yeah, of things that I are mean, better. The only, thing, yeah, the only thing you would use this for is the lightning resistance. But... Anybody who's gone through season one has the recipe for rubber suit, which will give you more. So this is literally only good for new players. Although it's good just for anybody who's been playing for a while. There's better things available. Exactly. The other interesting thing is the chilled food tin, which increases attack to all allies for three turns and heals all your allies over the course of three turns. 
really weird for an item. It's interesting. Yeah. I think it's the first item that does healing and buffing at the same. It's interesting to me. But the main thing that people are going to be looking for is the reward for completing the quest, the Dragoon Lance. So do you get it just for completing it or do you got to do some special bullshit? No, you just complete the quest. So I mean, the special thing is beating the Malboro boss on hard mode. But you just complete That's the quest. That's it? There's no like, I thought, oh, well. No, you just complete the quest. Nice. Yeah, I like it. No, pretty trying free. to time the Esper with the finishing blow. Man, it's always a pain in the butt. Yeah, none of that BS. That's what I like to hear. The BS comes in if you want that extra. Trust Moogle. But, oh well. Trust Moogle's whatever. Limited time equipment. That's what you're going for. 109 damage on a spear. Pretty good. The additional ability is... Nice too. I mean, extra 20% resistance to uh, three different elements. Not bad. I think the passive to me is the real treasure in this spear because there are so few weapons that give you resistances that having three elements resisted on one spear is incredibly good. I think the only other two we have are, I want to say there's fire resistance on the flaming blade Agni which I know because I'm trying to level him. I, I I put that guy in. I can't remember his name now. He's the buff butler. Oh, yeah. I have, yeah, a, I but... have him on my team oh. in when I fight Hasiko because I'm trying to level him passively. <laughs> I know I know who you're talking about. I forget his so name. So his Trustmaster has a innate fire resistance on it. And I think there's one more, but I can't remember what it is right now. Um, there's a harp, I think, with like 30% or 60% or something light resistance. And then there's this. So it's it's such a rare passive to have in a weapon slot that i actually really like it definitely it's pretty awesome actually having that on a weapon it could come in handy in a pinch there the more we get into tougher trials the more resistances on our tanks and sometimes on our units can make a big difference especially when you look at some of these bosses even the three-star esper trials there were sometimes breaking an element for over a hundred percent so just getting to a hundred percent resistance is no longer good enough yeah, there's even certain trials that require you to have 100% resistance to certain elements. So, I mean, at this point in the game, you'll take as much elemental resistance on as, as many different options as you could possibly get. Definitely. So that's pretty much it for the uh, events and updates for this week. I mean, a lot of great stuff. Fantastic seven-star batch. Citra's uh, new plotline coming in, both really and in her CG movie. I'm actually super curious about Citra's plot because I just I don't know how did they make her a into a summoner. Yeah, like please. I gotta know. I gotta to watch me. that CG movie over and over again until I figure it out. It's gotta be you know, something actually, hidden in those movies. Yeah. <laughs> you, sometimes you gotta like look between the the lines of the plot. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. So I read a funny comment somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> where they were like she's wearing the same clothes as sakura except she grew and sakura didn't <laughs> and i looked at it i was like holy shit I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now that's hilarious yeah it's actually so who, i can't remember i wish i remember who wrote that so i could give them credit but whoever you are is hilarious it actually made me laugh amazing so. comment no that's yeah fantastic. if you're listening just let let me know who you are i'll give you the proper credit you deserve for that hilarious joke that's so funny. 
So soon, as we mentioned, Halloween is coming and it's a fun time of year. So we're going to be doing something fun, actually. We're going to be taking the podcast live for the first time, uh, October 25th, which is about a week before Halloween. We will live stream our podcast on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Wilmgard. Uh, so if you're interested in that, mark the date. We'll be doing the podcast live that day. So feel free to come what in. What time? We'll probably be starting around 9 o'clock, I think. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Or, for those that yeah. want to tune in. Yeah. So it'll be starting around that time. And we'll go for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on how much content there is to talk about and how, yeah. how and many I mean, people are asking us questions. Yeah. If you guys show up and you want to like chime in or whatever, feel free to ask us questions and We'll kind of just hang out and have some fun because it's, I don't know. I feel like Halloween is sort of the the most fun of the holidays. It's kind of the least serious. Yeah, it's the one centered mostly around having fun. So we'll try to make it as fun as we can for you. But if you are interested, October 25th. And of 25th, course, as spooky as, as we can. Oh, yeah. Don't forget spooky. Oh, yeah. It's going to be spooky. Oh, I forgot. We have to we had, uh, I have to find that song for you at that spooky skeleton. I forgot. Man, get on that. <laughs> People are going to be so disappointed when they don't hear it this week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can blame that one on me, guys. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. We'll be back again next week. Same time as always. But until then, peace. See you later. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you could please like or subscribe to the podcast, it would really help us out.